0: I've got two options for the answer for this. One that makes me sound ridiculously weird and geeky, a bit like earlier on in this uh, interview. Um, yeah, I'm a, yeah, in for a penny, in for bam, right? Power to Live More with Joe Dodds.
1: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy, and resilience.
2: Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. Today, Jo is interviewing Alexis Kingsbury of Making Greatness. Jo first met our guest, Alexis Kingsbury, at an HR conference three years ago where he was exhibiting and she was speaking. They joined the conference organizers at the end of the day for drinks and suffice to say that she left her laptop on the train on the way home amongst other traumas so you can imagine that a good evening was had by all, apart from maybe Daddy and me, who had to go and pick up Joe from a different station as she also fell asleep on the train and missed her stop. In her defence, it had been a very long day, slightly stressful day, as she only had two days to prefer, pre- prepare a new presentation for the event. Anyway, Alexis and Joe got on really well that day and have kept in touch touch since including alexis inviting joe to co-host a webinar with him this summer so she's especially pleased to have him on her podcast now too alexis is a business consultant and entrepreneur through his businesses and consultant work alexis has worked with thousands of companies around the world to help them improve individual and team pro Performance. He currently runs three businesses, including Making Greatness, an online coaching and training business that helps businesses to build happy, high-performing teams while employees are growing and striving for greatness. SpiderGap, an employee-friendly 360-degree feedback tool that has quickly risen to become the number one rated 360 solution on software review site, Captura. Bridging Insight Limited, a management consultancy that helps large companies improve the ways in which teams within and across organisations work together. You can contact him (laughs) via Twitter at Alexis Kingsbury or email alexis at makinggreatness.com Back to the studio. (laughs) Today I'm interviewing Alexis Kingsbury of Making
1: Greatness. Hello Alexis, thanks for joining me.
0: Hi there Joe. my pleasure. Good to
1: have you here and uh, I don't know why I'm going to tell everybody this but this is the first one we're doing where we can actually see each other as we're speaking so it's a bit of a a test, a little trial to see if it makes any difference. (laughs) So uh, it may or may not happen again so we'll see how we get on. (laughs) So, So start by telling me a bit about you, what you do and where you do it.
0: Sure. Um... So, I run three different companies. One's a consultancy called Bridging Insight. Another's an online software tool, which is a 360 feedback tool, called Spider Gap. And I have an online coaching and training business that you mentioned, which is Making Greatness. Um, For all of those, well, uh, for all those businesses, there's a lot of work that I'm able to do remotely. And so, I work from home most of the time. And uh, occasionally from the odd coffee shop or the wine bar that's, uh, that's recently, relatively recently opened in my hometown, which has uh, now got um, fiber optic broadband, which is excellent. Oh,
1: brilliant. <laughs> I'm liking the sound of that. I must look out for my own wine
0: bar. <laughs> yeah, and and Pete de Pinot, which is even more excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so I'd, 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 occasionally I visit visit clients or go and uh, speak at conferences or run training events on particular sites. But most of my work, the vast majority, is done remotely, and and so I work from home. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, what um what's the sort of type of work that that you're doing? So obviously sometimes you are live and and with people in their own offices. But when you're working from the coffee shop or the wine bar or your office, <laughs> what sort of things are you doing?
0: So there's a real mix uh, by virtue of uh, being a business owner uh, in the sense that um, you do have to do actual work with clients, so whether it's uh, writing some presentation that I'm going to deliver or whether it's writing a script for a video I'm going to record, Um, but then there's also the the kind of business activities as well, so whether it's um, creating a marketing campaign and uh, identifying the copy that's going to be for some advert or uh, as you know, planning a, a webinar that we we did on um engaging and developing millennial talent that that you co co hosted me with um, with me back in august mm-hmm. um, and so yeah so there 's a huge variety of things that that I have to do on a sort of day to day basis to all to help me achieve the goals um, I do also have some lighting equipment here and a, and a, a, some cameras and uh, microphones and so on, so I can do some a video recording and uh, particularly if me in front of a whiteboard trying to explain something uh, as best I can um, so I can even I even do that from home as well
1: yes yeah that's something I get put off with all the time I keep thinking I need to do more video but uh, I'm too self-critical for video live is fine if someone else is recording me it's fine but if I'm doing it myself nightmare although we have tried Periscope little Dodsy was desperate to try so we gave it a go uh, which was quite entertaining
0: yeah, <laughs> so. yeah I, I. Periscope. It's very new and very exciting, I think um, I've, I've seen a few examples where it looks like it might be a, a killer app, but there seems to be a lot of people going onto it and going, so what's all this about then, this all seems pointless and I, I try and remind them that that's what everyone said about Twitter about yeah. five years ago, <laughs> it was like it, it then did evolve. That's um, true,
1: but, uh, yeah, and of course you, you saw the Engage Success team doing uh, Morris dancing this week on Periscope, didn't you, which was quite exciting.
0: Good. Yeah, that's something that I can't unwatch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was very entertaining. Everyone looked like they're having a lot of fun, and indeed creating a, a great team spirit. And it was lovely to be able to share that uh, live um, with with people via Periscope. So, so that's really cool. Um, and no, I did did enjoy that. <laughs> So
1: tell us a bit about what you do to sort of set your day up. Do you have a, a morning routine? Do you have certain things that you do every day to sort of get going? Or is it all a bit more haphazard, as mine is tending to be at the moment, I have to admit? <laughs>
0: uh, no, I'm a bit of a geek. for. Uh, there's a book called Miracle Morning by Hal yeah. Elrod, um, which essentially sets out six activities for you to do every morning. Um, so getting up early and starting off by... Some silence and possibly meditation, although that's not quite my style. Um, a bit of uh, uh, affirmations, some visualization, some scribing, including planning your day, um, a bit of physical exercise, and some personal development, so listening to audiobooks or whatever. So I, I do I do prescribe to that. I do I do use that as often as I can, um, and I, I like the way that Hal describes it, which is that um, uh, your life is essentially made up of days. And you have the opportunity in the morning to set your rudder for that day and therefore the rudder for your entire life. And so by taking that time in the morning to focus on what's most important, to remind you of your goals, to align your activities for the day against those, and to do some things like personal, you know, physical exercise and, and personal development that help you to, to expand your thinking a bit more. That can have a positive impact on on the rest of what you do, and I've I've certainly found that's that's benefited me. Um, I haven't always done it in the form of the Hal Elrod Miracle Morning style, but I've always done it in, or at least I I've certainly done it in some form or another in the last four years. Um, but only recently picked up the Miracle Morning uh, model. But um, but yeah, so as a result, I I do I do get up early as as much as I can before my two-year-old son starts squawking <laughs> and requires looking after. Um, and, I was going to say. Uh, so, what,
1: uh, what time does early mean to do that? Because uh, I mean, I'm lucky. Little Doddy never got up early. Like eight o'clock was early for her. Wow. No, <laughs> but not, if you're I'm... talking six thirty, and you've got to get up before that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is what I'm. So this morning he woke up at six thirty. I got out at uh, I got out a bit at five thirty. So that gave me a good hour to do to do that routine in a, a proper proper way. Mm. Um, it, it is possible to do a shorter version. And so anyone listening that. Thinks. So. Oh, I know. I couldn't do a five thirty. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I could dedicate fifteen minutes. Then I'd recommend at least starting with that. Um, mm. But I, I find it really useful to to do it properly. But then I'd, I've always I've always been a bit of an early riser. So as long as my son doesn't have a, a nightmarish night, I can. I generally wake up naturally about five thirty anyway. Mm. Uh, but I, I, d- I do have uh, you know other other people in my network who find it much harder to get up, but feel amazing having done so, <laughs> mm, yeah. so um, yeah
1: so two questions on that how do you um make that happen if you are going off to a client or whatever do you just have to get up even earlier or does it be become the 15 minute version
0: <laughs> that that does make it harder and so both of those are options um either deciding that right 4 30 then um although that's definitely not the preferred one <laughs> doing a shorter doing a shortened one often is um, what I also do is, particularly if I'm, if I'm having to travel anyway, then that means that certainly in the car I'm able to listen to audiobooks, so I'm able to get the personal development in there. Um, I haven't yet started doing press-ups on the train, um, but I can at least do the uh, visualisation and scribing part, so as long as I can get some of that physical exercise before I go. Um, having said all of that, I do tend to avoid having to do the early mornings with a client, not not because i shun early mornings because as 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 discussed that that isn't that i actually quite like uh, getting up early um it's it's more about the fact that the time wasted stuck in traffic or uh, on packed tube trains or on trains where you can't sit down and have a deck table to work at um i just find completely wasted so as much as possible i arrange client workshops and so on to start at about 11 which gives plenty of time to get down at a time that isn't rush hour
3: hmm. um
0: and so I do avoid that wherever possible but if hmm. I can't then, yeah, make it shorter get up earlier don't do it at all feel rubbish <laughs> those, those are all options
1: <laughs> so the second question then is, what you do the night before do you have to make sure you're, you're in bed by a certain time to enable you to get up and do you have a certain routine to, to enable that to happen or I mean from my own personal experience I'm not a, a morning person anyway so my tendency is to want to stay up late so to go to bed at a reasonable time is really hard but if you're an early riser that's normally not so, so much the case but is that is that true or is it my just <laughs> is that just me feeling inadequate and <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Um, yeah perhaps perhaps when I was quite a bit younger uh, I, I used to be one of those people that would burn the candle at both ends and have absolutely no problem doing so um since uh, starting our family, that's changed a bit, and I'm definitely uh, definitely impacted more by that. Um, but I am very fortunate in the in the fact that I have the um, opposite of an uh, of an alarm clock. I at about uh, at about nine p.m. I get this this gentle noise that says, "Right, I'm really tired. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to bed, darling." And my wife goes to bed, and I normally <laughs> follow. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean the the fact that my wife's uh, uh, pretty pregnant at the moment uh, oh. <laughs> accentuates that makes that even even uh, even earlier uh, sometimes <laughs> half past eight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I try because, partly because I know how good it is for me in the morning. I've got better at thinking no 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 I will I will get to bed early um, or earlier and you know I've got it as part of my. Uh, visioning in the morning, that I make sure that I am, uh, I have gone to bed before 11. Um, having said that, um, you probably know from uh, seeing me at uh, conference drinks and so on, I tend to be uh, one of the last people standing. <laughs> so uh, when I do get the opportunity to properly socialise and be out, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm last last one on the dance floor and uh, <laughs> and then and then just yeah you can just see it in my face the morning
1: afterwards yes yeah so do you find it easy to switch off or i mean my brain sort of runs so fast at night that i have to read before i go to sleep and and little dozzy has to do the same but otherwise i just can't sleep so do you have that issue or or does it all sort of naturally happen yeah
0: because <laughs> you've got so not... right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shattered. just collapse um I'm generally not very good at switching off at all and so you know, it's the kind of thing that my wife might complain that most you know 99% of what I discuss and I think about and so on is is my work but it's because I'm passionate about it and I love it it's it's not you know I'm never moaning about it I'm always talking about stuff that excites me um so naturally I think that that does have an impact if you know if he, going to sleep and thinking, oh, I wonder, what, wonder if, what would happen if I did this and oh, mm-hmm. I've got this idea. Um, however, I think uh, some, perhaps some of the activities that I do in the afternoon and particularly um, what I do uh, with my work day is that I, I tend to properly finish when my wife and son return home at about 6pm. Um, and I don't tend to do the... Oh well, I'll stop work, go and have dinner with them, and then go back to work, and then go to bed, kind of thing, which I think I've done previously, and that that does set my brain going, and you know that that is then when my wife might moan that I seem to be um, lying in bed and just like you can you know when you when you you know when you've got someone like next to you where they're like pretending to sleep, but they're so actively pretending to sleep that you can feel it. Um, so as a result, I tend to avoid that. Um, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, t- hmm. tired, tiredness helps. Yeah, two two year old definitely helps me get to get to get to sleep as quickly as I can <laughs> uh, in the evenings. Yeah, um, but there are some other strategies that I use uh, to to try and get to get to sleep more quickly. Um, particularly, sort of taking my thinking off the the day to day. So if, rather than thinking about the day that I've just had and and so on. Um, I did this thing that's really geeky uh, that I that I learned from, I think it's the last chapter of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill,
3: mm. um,
0: which is a brilliant book, highly recommend it to anyone. Um, what's quite weird about it is it's basically 12 chapters of uh, the same um, concept being <laughs> described in different ways to get you to realise uh, the the secret and the, and the message behind it. And then the, the last chapter is him basically telling you, Something quite odd, which I started doing and um, quite like it, which is to invent a council of people who you would would almost like as coaches, alive or dead, that you <laughs> that you know enough, perhaps by reading their autobiographies or uh, knowing them through history or whatever, um, that you can almost give yourself advice through their lens. Right. And so what I do is I imagine. I imagine being at a uh, essentially a meeting with those people, um, and briefly attempting to describe my biggest challenge or, or a question that I've got, mm-hmm. um, and then trying to think about how each of them would answer it. More often than not, I'm asleep before two of them have answered. <laughs> so, so, so that so uh, <clears throat> I can't vouch for it. Um, yet as being an amazing tool like uh, Napoleon Napoleon Hill describes uh, for helping you to overcome those answers. But as a way of getting to sleep, it's amazing. (laughs) Go on, I've got to ask you, can you reveal one or two of those people? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can. Uh, So uh, Richard Branson tends to get to speak first. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Kiyosaki from Mm -hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is also in there. Uh, and then there's a few others that that people are less like to know that are either uh, people that already coach me or whatever. It's yeah. I, I tend I tend to pick people who have a very strong lens on the world, and as a result, I I feel like I could accurately represent their thoughts. Yes. Uh, to be honest, I I, part, I partly picked it up because um, as a as a as a consultant and a coach, I am regularly asked for my advice to various businesses and, and business leaders um, on what to do, um, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm good at it. You know, it's it, they mm-hmm. um, they use the advice, they get great results, and I realised that often I wasn't taking my own advice, mm-hmm. um, and that sometimes I wasn't even giving myself an opportunity to think about what that advice would be, and so I found that this is an effective way of me essentially giving myself that perspective um, in a way that doesn't feel completely mental. (laughs) I like it as a concept. It's slightly mental. um, (laughs) And so I I, I feel (laughs) slightly, uh, yeah concerned about sharing this publicly (laughs) so you don't Um, admit
1: it to everybody well i'll make you feel much better because that sounds very intellectual and very helpful when i'm really struggling to get to sleep i um i go back and try and remember all the store numbers at staples when i used to be the hr manager there we when i started there there were seven stores and when i left there were 40 so we opened a lot of stores in three years so i go through the list going right store one was whatever store two was swansea store three was cambridge store four and then i fall asleep counting sheep but it's uh, it's retail stores wow.
0: yeah, <laughs> so that I makes you
1: all sound really intellectual and impressive now
0: well if I didn't fall asleep during halfway through Robert Kiyosaki's explanation of what I should be doing <laughs> yes.
1: a bit more impressive yeah good point <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So it sounds like with three businesses to run that uh it, managing your time is is really key as it is for for lots of us who work from home. So how do you how do you do that? Have you got particular strategies? I'm sure you have. You're going to say it's a bit geeky but I'm sure that's going to come out again in the in the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's almost going to be the theme of this uh this particular interview, <laughs> isn't it? It's a bit geeky. Though. Um so it is. So th- Part of it comes out through my morning ritual of identifying what are my what are my goals, reminding myself of what I'm trying to achieve. So, for example, for making greatness specifically, and I have different goals for different businesses. Uh, for for that business, it's about um, helping people to love their work, and specifically, I want to help one million people to help their work through uh, various uh, avenues, um, and so. That helps me to then identify what could I meaningfully do today, this week, this month to achieve that. Um, and this isn't something I just plan on a daily basis. This is something that I'm, you know, obviously think more long term. And then I'm reviewing it in the morning and working out, okay, so what does that mean for today? Um, and then I, re- I relentlessly prioritise my time. Um, I'm a big believer in the power of relative prioritisation. So where I've used a lot of time management techniques, you know, they're kind of uh, urgent, important, not important, not urgent kind of you know uh, models, and found that the, the only one that really works for me is, I mean, essentially a to-do list, but a, a prioritized to-do list of, if I do nothing else today, this is the thing that must happen. And then what's number two, what's number three, and what's number four? Um, and so i and i i tend to mind map that out um use it on on my ipad in the morning um and then i'll probably then look at my calendar work out what i've got arranged and sort of you know from previous days and then block out time to do the things that are on my list so that i you know might say okay that's probably you know, that's a quick job it's 15 minutes pop that in 45 minutes on that an hour and a half on that um and i'll block out the day so i know exactly what i should be doing Throughout the day, uh, and then as much as possible, keep keep to that, um, so that so and that helps me manage my time. Um, it helps manage my time because it means that the activities I'm doing are based on a prioritisation.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But it also helps me because it means it reduces my stress because I know that I've already decided what I should be doing, and therefore I don't get you know that guilt feeling where you feel like you could probably be better using your time, mm-hmm. and so right now you're doing this and that, fe- you start feel guilty. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, well, I now feel even more guilty because the one thing that I did plan on doing, even if I didn't think that was then the most important, I've still not done that one. Um, So so I find that that's most effective. Um, I won't you know, it's not, I don't have every day all perfect and it all lines up like that, um, but it allows me to let myself off the hook. It also allows me to identify if there are things that, that drop off the bottom of the list and don't get done. I can then make a decision as to whether they should happen tomorrow or not at all or whatever. Mm. So that's that's probably the how how I really go about my my time management.
1: Yeah, I think the time blocking is really interesting. It's not something I'm I'm very good at, and I was planning far too much to do. <laughs> when you talk about the guilt thing uh, this week on Monday, randomly instead of. Um, Uh, thinking of a a better way of doing it, I decided that in between working, I was going to do lots of cooking so that at the end of the day, even if I was frustrated about things I hadn't done, I'd have lots of food to show for it. (laughs) And it worked. Monday felt like a really good day. No work done,
0: but a thousand sausage rolls.
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, I did get some work done as well, but I sort of felt like I had something to show for it at the end, whereas not normally. Often, I get to the end and, um, you know, I can't really see what I've done, but I know I've done lots of stuff that's been needed you know needed but um on this occasion we could actually eat dinner with lots of nice stuff as well
0: <laughs> yeah well I'll, I'll have to try that because i you know, i believe in not knocking it till you try it um yeah it it, it sounds like it's probably not going to help my diet but uh yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds, sounds fun i should also um I, I just thought of um one of the techniques that i highly recommend to people um is something that brian tracy Uh, advocates which is a concept he calls eat that frog yes the concept comes from the idea of uh, if you uh, were if you're to eat uh, a whole live frog in the morning it's the worst thing that you'll have to do that day and the rest of the day feels comparatively easy and so on and actually the best time if you're going to eat a frog the best time is to do it first thing in the morning rather than think about it all day Um, and, and the way that that translates is that when you're coming up with your prioritization list Identify the thing that is the most important it would have the most impact on achieving your goal, but you 've probably put it off because it feels so scary or it 's not something you enjoy or whatever and Try and put that at the top of your list so that because when you do that, the rest of the day will feel a lot easier, and mm-hmm. secondly, you know when you do get to the end of the day and you're, you know you 're surrounded by a thousand sausage rolls <laughs> it, it <laughs> at least you'll have done that other major task that was top of the list as well, rather yeah. than, you know, I've updated my social media profile, I've tweeted a few people, I've answered my emails, I've done this. What a productive day. I just wish any of that, you know, progressed my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, instead, you know, do, doing some, at least one task that genuinely will do that right at the beginning of the day um, has, a, has an amazing impact on the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, never, mind, never mind the impact of having done the job. Definitely.
1: I wonder why I came up with a frog. There could have been a a whole host of other things you could have eaten that would have been horrible. I can
0: only assume that he's eaten a frog and knows it's awful. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> it's
1: funny you mention him. I was listening to a podcast with him on only yesterday where he was talking about eat the frog. So uh, that was interesting. And just to be clear with everybody, I wasn't making sausage rolls on Monday. I was making very healthy food, including boiling eggs. And um, what was the other thing that, that was in for snacks? Cooking sausages and boiling eggs so that we had healthy snacks instead of um, And these are good gluten free sausages <laughs> rather than rubbish anyway
0: <laughs> oh, good. Well, that, that, that's entirely the opposite approach to how i imagined me doing <laughs> you thought it
1: would be cakes and things i did make a cake actually but it was a, a non-sugar one it was very very nice non-gluten and all that sort of stuff um <laughs> so i'm a bit frightened to ask the next question as we mentioned geek a few times but um what about apps or tools that you would recommend <laughs> this is where we're going to get like really technical isn't it
0: <laughs> um Surprisingly, probably not. I think I, because I am a, I am a, you know, I am a geek, and um, you know, I started my first uh, online business when I was thirteen. You know, I'm, I've always, I've always loved technology. I've always loved learning about software and apps and websites and whatever. Um, but I'm, I, I'm a big believer in not using technology for the sake of it. So as a result, my actual use of apps tends to reduce down quite quickly as I either find them useful or not. Mm. Um, I, uh, you know, I have a, I have an iPhone six, I have an iPad Air, I have a MacBook Pro, so I'm clearly an Apple geek. Um, but I, I partly, I find that it helps that I'm integrated across all those devices. There's very little switch over time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm able to use them in very similar ways. Um, iThoughts is probably the best app that I and most powerful app that I use, and it's the one that I get asked about most often when I'm at conferences because I take all my notes into iThoughts which is a mind mapping application. I put all my notes into there all my actions etc. It helps that I also have my um, uh, goals and my annual priorities and my daily plan and my my miracle morning stuff all in there as well so if I come up with an idea I can just switch map and pop it in Um, and so a lot of people look over my shoulder and say oh what's that and Mm. I literally ended up having to draft a template email in Google so that I could (laughs) respond to it. Literally, in one conference, I got asked ten times. Um, so I thought highly recommended. It's about, I think mean, it's about seven ninety nine, uh, but it's definitely worth it. I've tried loads of my mapping applications; it's the best. Yeah. Um, I for my fitness, I track uh, using uh, MyFitnessPal. Yep. Um, which I use for tracking all my meals, uh, for tracking calories, and also uh, I sort of tend to put in what exercise I've done as well, um, so that I can sort of keep a keep a track on. Am I doing the stuff I plan to do? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I use, I, use my, I, I, I then have specific apps on my uh, iPhone and iPad um, f- relating to my businesses. So, for example, I have a Word, WordPress app, which I use for uh, recording blog ideas and actually sometimes writing full blogs straight in. Um, I have um, there's an application called Intercom, which is used by my software business for all of our support ticketing. So Mm -hmm. I can keep an eye on what conversations people are having. Um, My accounting solution—I have an app for that as well. So, yeah, all my bank accounts have apps for. It's um, it's it's rare that there isn't an application that I'm not using (laughs) for those. Uh, Big user of social media as well, particularly Twitter. So I use that. Um, I used to use Buffer to um, sort of schedule uh, to try and separate my thoughts out throughout the day via Twitter. Yep. So quite a quite a few applications. Is mm. that sort of cover? Yes. Sort of- and
1: it didn't sound too geeky. It was it was fine. Right, cool. We got away with it then. <laughs> you talked about um My Fitness Pal and, and uh exercise. What what do you what do you do to, to keep healthy? And we talked about sausage rolls.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um it's probably only two or three months or uh before now that I made a proper decision that I was going to get myself fit. Um because uh, my my weight has always been an issue for me. Um, it's it's always something I'm struggling to control. It's not like it's just ballooned all the time, but it's just it's just got slightly more and slightly more and slightly more. Um, and particularly when it's I've baby got busy, <laughs> <with baby laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah, it's just old baby weight. Um, so uh, so I've have struggled a bit with that. And um, I, I, you know, it's, it's it's not like I'm crazy obese or anything like that. It's just that. I, I want to feel fitter, and I've tended to put it off and say, "Oh well, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm really busy. I've got loads of work projects and whatever. So I'll do it afterwards when they're, they're successful." And I've started to realise that it doesn't work that way. You kind of have to balance across all of them, and 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 find a balance that doesn't feel like you're sacrificing. Mm. Um, find a balance that actually feels like you've designed it. You've designed your day. You know, Miracle Morning is a great example of where I've designed that time into my day. Um, it allows me to feel like I've been really productive before I then have breakfast with my son and feed him while my wife gets ready for work. You know, it's that's that's a designed part of my day that allows me to have, you know, really good family time. And so in the same way, part of my miracle morning includes uh some press ups and sit ups and uh done more leg raises and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I uh, made the decision to get a personal trainer. Um, I'd signed up with some gyms before and just found it pointless because uh, the only thing that was reducing was my bank balance. <laughs> Whereas when I got a personal trainer, I'd, yeah, in an, in an hour's session, um, I get worked so hard that on at least one occasion I've, I've pretty much fainted. Um, I would never work myself that hard in a gym. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> um, and yet, and yet it feels brilliant. You know, at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, that was, you know, that that was really, really, really good and really mm-hmm. powerful. And I can feel the difference. You know, for a, a couple of days afterwards, and it supported along with uh, tracking calories and doing the exercise mm. in the mornings. I have been losing a pound a week. Mm. Um, and you know, but different people have different goals. People sometimes ask me, "Oh, what's the weight you want to get to?" That's that's not the way that my goals set up. My goal is to lose a pound a week until uh, a pound a week until I go yep, that's, that's probably where I want to keep it.
3: Mm.
0: Um, mm. And believe me, I won't struggle to do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think what's worked best there is baking it into my life. It's, yeah. is not, it's not trying to have it as this crazy add-on and decide, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run in the mornings even though I don't want to, or I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to go to the gym uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and but then feel fed up that I'm not seeing my family. Mm. Um, instead, it's it's built into my life so that it's just part of it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. For example, that you know, this afternoon I've got a personal training session. Um, it's you know, it's an hour. I've got about half an hour of travel either side of that. Um, I'll listen to personal development while I'm travelling. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I, but I've accepted that that time is coming out of my work time. Yeah. it's my day rather yeah. than out my evenings or out my yeah. morning.
1: I think I mean that's that's one of the things that quite often we talk to people who who have their own businesses and work from home that that it's actually quite a transition to to realise that you can do stuff in the day because it's so sort of um, hardwired that you know it's it's a working day especially if you've got a partner who's working as well that um, you sort of you know feel like you're um, you know living it up a bit by going and doing something that doesn't involve work but actually as you say the whole point well not the whole point but one of the reasons we do what we do is to give us that flexibility to make those things all fit together in the right way for our lives and we don't always start in that way do we because we think that we've got to do nine to five work (laughs) have a lunch break (laughs)
0: yeah and i i I actually think in retrospect i think you have to start off that way Mm. i think if because otherwise if you put um having a work-life balance as being the goal at the end of successful business, entrepreneurship or whatever, you'd be surprised that you'll never get there. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Um, Partly because, you know, as um, uh, as I think it might be Keith Cunningham or it's, it's certainly mentioned in Hal Elrod's book, you know, one of the things that you need for, often need for business success is you know, go for a run or have a bit of exercise, because it clears your head and so on.
1: Yes.
3: And so
0: it's actually part of a healthy process of achieving a success. The other thing is it takes the pressure off, because if you're already having a good work-life balance and seeing your kids and spending time with your partner and you're treating your health effectively and so on, it nearly doesn't matter whether your business ends up being successful. Yes. Um rather than if you're planning on doing that after getting your business successful, everything is pinned on that. Not just financial security, everything, your life, your happiness, and indeed, you know, the, there are plenty of, you know, we all know people that are either currently sacrificing that, you know, there's a guy that's in my coaching group, you know, his, his kids, uh, his, uh, his girls are now 13 and 15, and basically he's, he's spent their entire life up to now working really hard. On the businesses, so that he could get to a point where he could spend time with them, yeah. and now he wants to, and, and they don't. They want don't. To. Yeah, they're, they're like, well, mm. you know, they call him by his first name, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't really see them during the week, and then he sees them at the weekends, and even at the weekends, he's mm. seeing them Sundays. Yeah. and that's an extreme example, but we probably also know examples of people, um, including in our families, who have worked so much that it's been it's been a factor in the breakdown of their relationship. Um, and there's a brilliant book by Clayton M. Christensen called um, "How Will You Measure Your Life?" And uh, you know, one of the things he highlights is that you know he went to um, might have been Harvard or at least a, a very reputable university. And as he went to the reunions, he saw that initially people were extremely successful and they've got these beautiful wives and uh, or you know husbands, and that. Um, uh, that the, they 've got these amazing jobs, and they 're moving up the uh you know moving up the career ladder and so on, but after about the the fourth decade of reunions or whatever, suddenly some of them are on their own and have lost their relationships and yeah. some are in prison, and some have you know lost it all and you know and some have convinced suicide and so on it's, or or some are just so unhealthy that you know that their bodies are given up,
3: yeah and
0: he just reflects on the fact that intelligence doesn't doesn't prevent that it's you know these are incredibly intelligent um not and as he highlights not just academically intelligent but well-rounded people you don't yeah. get into these universities just by being intelligent um but the problem is that they we tend to get the goals wrong and we tend to prioritize a particular thing and say well at the end of the rainbow then the dreams will come true and i think actually you have to start living the dream now
1: yeah Absolutely. And yeah, and it's the whole society's built around creating this success. And, and we're only starting, I think, in recent years to start talking about what what you want and how you build that in now, as you say, uh, there's so many people who in the last say 10 years since I've had my own business, who were talking about, you know, business stuff, they had certain products, they had certain things that they were doing. And in the last year, they've been a bit like I am, they've been coming out with, you know, how to, simplify your life how to be mindful how to you know really take um time to appreciate what you've got rather than be sort of constantly trying to get something in the future as you say and it's i think it's a bit of a sign of the times for sure uh and it will become you know even more uh a popular topic it's just you know whether people can let themselves you know really truly appreciate where they are rather than as you say I mean, it's, it's one thing to have goals and and want to be doing something different in the future but to not you know stop and actually realize how good things are now you, you know as you say it's just um putting it all off and then finding out that it wasn't quite what you expected it to be anyway sort of thing <laughs> Abs-
0: absolutely absolutely and i think that that's um that's something that i reflect on every day as part of my visualization exercise Um, because, you know, one of the things about visualisation is it's meant to be, you know, thinking ahead, you know, imagine your perfect day, imagine your perfect Mm. life. In fact, there's a book uh, by Tony Robbins' son, uh, Jarek Robbins, called uh, Live It. Um, And in in that he describes, you know, identify your perfect day, because the more you bring that to to life in your head, the more the closer you'll get to actually achieving it in your life. Mm. Um, And that's something that's definitely occurred to me, is when I was starting to visualise it, I realised that 80% 80% of it is, is achievable just by doing it. Mm. So, for example, part of my visualization is, you know, my perfect day and she does start off with getting up early and doing my miracle morning, and then it's about having breakfast with my son. And mm. so, like this morning, like most mornings, I sit in, the, in our living room and feed my son. Well, I cooked three boiled eggs. He's, he's not even two yet. Yeah. He ate two and a quarter of them. <laughs> right? I cooked them for us to share. The first time, the first time I gave it to him, he ate like half an egg. Then one egg, and it's just gone up and up. I'm, I'm actually having no breakfast now. <laughs> um, that that's part of my perfect day, you know. Yes. Part of my perfect day is getting to spend that time while because my wife, you know, wants to, you know, get ready for work and so on, and and I don't, you know, don't need to do uh, that much. So quick shower and <laughs> change enough for me, um, and, and and as a result, I get that really good quality time baked yeah. into my life through you know visualizing it and saying that's what i want and then creating it you know, reality and then uh, it's about
1: appreciating that isn't it and and the fact that you're you're spending that time to think about those things you know is presumably giving you that chance to to appreciate it i think quite often we have these experiences and we don't realize and we don't think and we don't reflect on the fact that i mean i am not naturally a, a reflector um but i think it's so important to do that um to you know to 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 be you know to firstly be in the, morning, in the moment but also to think back about those moments that you've had so that you can see that you are doing the things that you want to do. So, I mean, that really leads us to the to the last question, which is about you know when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more. And and I talk about that being you know doing the stuff you really want to do, not the things that you need to do or you feel like you should do. Um, so I'm really interested to find out what would you have done. And I guess in some ways that's because when you talk sometimes about rituals and, um, you know things like your miracle morning and so on. In some ways, you could argue that's a sort of a should because you've sort of planned it in. But it sounds to me that it isn't a should to you, it's a want and it, it is part of that thing that you want to do. So so what would that day look like? And um, does it include all those things that you're doing from a success point of view as well, if you like?
0: Um, yeah, so definitely. I think I think, as, as you say, it, it isn't a should for me. It isn't. I, I never look at things like reading books. Uh, you know, I'm a big listener of audio books. I listen to probably two audio books a week. I'm getting through over 100 a year. Um, and so I, But I never look at those as things that I should do. Mm. The things that I want to do, the things I enjoy doing. Um, and so time spent on those is is, is valuable and I really enjoy. It. Um, I think for me, a super successful day where I really feel like, oh, that was just amazing, is where I've got the balance quite nicely right. And I don't mean, again, I don't mean that as a struggle. I mean that I've just managed to put, Make sure that I've had that time time in the morning, done some physical exercise, had some really good quality time with uh, with my son and with my wife, um, that I've thought strategically about what I want to do with my businesses and and uh, and, and cleared off some of my annoying actions that you know that that might not excite me very much, but they they make me feel good because it's you know, it's the eating the fog stuff, mm. and then and then it's. Beyond that, it's the epiphany moments, it's the moments in that in the day where you, you're able to take a step back and look, in my case, at a particular business and say, what would be the biggest thing that I could do or what would have the biggest impact on the success of my customers or you know, the ability for my business to uh, succeed in the long term or whatever and coming up with an idea or... You know, just the 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 you know start of an idea that could be effective, and so yes, yesterday is a really good example where um, uh, I had a, a essentially a half day session with um, my business partner Paddy, who uh, he, he met um, uh, who I work with on Spider Gap, where you know we we were planning. Okay, we've just done a major release, customers are absolutely loving it you know, what's our second, you know, what's the difficult second album, you know, what's the the next thing that we we wow them with, what do we do? And, um, you know, taking the time to do that and come up with some really good answers meant that at the end of the day I was buzzing and my wife comes through the door and I'm working really hard to ask her about her day and find out about what happened at nursery for my son and do all of that, but I'm absolutely itching to say... I've got to tell you this. <laughs> you know, this is what this this is what happened. You know, uh, this customer's doing this, and I'm helping them do. Yeah, but mm. that for me that that's an amazing day. Um, yeah, that's that's when I feel that like I've lived more. Um, the other uh, the other thing is that I think some people have a big desire to do adrenaline or exciting things or visit interesting places or whatever. They want to jump out of a plane. They want to go to uh, you know, uh, Chile. They want to, um, you know, go and run with a tribe or whatever. And those, yeah. you know, if that's if that's your goal, if that's what you want to do, brilliant, absolutely. I think in many ways, my my tastes and my goals are more simple. And so for me, you know, an amazing day might just be that I've managed to you know clear off a, a task list, think about how I can be more successful, and and at the same time as all that go for a, a walk where i then go and have lunch and do some of my work at the wine bar. And it's like that is living the dream for me. <laughs> because i couldn't i wouldn't be able to do that if i wasn't i wouldn't be able to do that if i wasn't, you know, working from home and owning my own businesses. But I also wouldn't be able to do that if i wasn't successful and in control of my life. Mm, because yeah. i would see that as i would be racked with guilt. I would feel like i you know need to be chain to my my desk um mm. and and so that it's in those moments that I realized that you know I've, I'm properly achieving freedom in those moments mm.
1: Mm. it's interesting I was at the train station coming home from a meeting in London about half one in the afternoon a couple of days ago and I just looked around the train station and thought yeah, a bit like you did this is living the dream which was just like so rubbish because I was in a train station <laughs> it was it was but it I I just fully appreciated the fact that I was going home. And actually, if I got home and didn't do any more work for the day, it didn't matter. Nobody was going to pick me up on it. Um, I'd done something useful already that day. And it was the middle of the day. And I was, you know, doing what? I was determining to do rather
0: than what somebody else was determining for me sort of thing I'm, I'm glad you explained that because for me and pretty much everyone listening we were all wondering why a train station was, uh, <laughs> was living <laughs> in the building yeah, I can definitely identify with that that feeling of yes I'm going home early and no one else cares no and <laughs> nobody knows where i where i am and yeah, nobody cares oh, exactly no, it's, it's brilliant. yes
1: it was just a um, moment in time i think i think the train station was irrelevant to the story really but
0: <laughs> it's where yeah, i was at the time exactly <laughs> it was it was the the journey not the uh, selection <laughs> I um, yeah. I guess, right. I, guess um, I do. I sometimes get that. Um, huh, this is this me showing off now. Uh, uh, go <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> I, 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 I rarely do say, so. So I'll, I'll take the opportunity. Um, I was running a workshop with a, a senior uh, marketing team for a big company, um, and for their for uh, for part of this workshop, it's part of an off-site, and they're running it on the thirty-fourth uh, thirty-fourth floor of the Shard.
3: That was awesome.
0: Yeah. That was like, like running a workshop there with a view, you know, when you're standing at a flip chart looking over a few people and then all of London. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty, that that felt pretty good. So um, that's yeah. that, that's another another example of feeling like I'm living the dream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. So Alexis, I keep wanting to call you Alex. Alexis. <laughs> I've known you so long now. Why do I do that?
0: I that's think... all right. My mother calls me Alexis.
1: Does time. she? And she gave <laughs> you the name, presumably. Oh. Yeah,
0: so that's a whole different podcast. We could get into the four different <laughs> reasons that my mother gives for calling me Alexis. Four completely separate reasons nothing to do with dynasty uh one to do with a russian prince one to do with uh noah one to do with yeah uh, one to do with um, the meaning and the yeah it's it, yeah a different we're doing a different interview yeah
1: okay but i just i'm glad to hear that at the end of all of that she still doesn't call you it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, funny so alexis how can people find out more about you and connect with you
0: sure so uh um, Probably uh, one of the easiest ways is to jump on Twitter and find me, I'm at Alexis Kingsbury. Uh, the other way to uh, perhaps have a look at some of the stuff I'm writing is at www.makinggreatness.com uh, where you can find my blog and uh, my ideas around uh, and, and, and suggestions and case studies around how to create A player teams and create you know really good, happy teams within your organisations. Um, and uh, also, uh, you can feel free to email me. I'm Alexis at makinggreatness.com. So Brilliant. happy to hear from anyone and willing to share war stories around when when your miracle morning stops working or whatever. <laughs> uh, happy happy to uh, discuss those too. So yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's great. That, actually, that's one question I didn't ask you. I shouldn't throw them in at the end. But what about if things don't go right in your day? Go on. <laughs> A few lines on that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, it all sounds so wonderful,
1: you see. That I just thought, oh, we can't have days where it all goes wrong.
0: <laughs> oh no, I, d- I definitely, I definitely do. Um, I've got, two, I've got two options for the answer for this. One that makes me sound ridiculously weird and geeky, a bit like earlier on. in this, uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm a, yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. Right. So, um, what <clears throat> if I catch it, i.e., if it's like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock or one pm or whatever, and I realise. I've had a really inefficient day. I've not, you know, I've not eaten that frog. I've not, you know, I've not done the exercise or whatever. If I catch it, um, I will talk to myself out loud. <laughs> I, okay. I, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit like the coaching thing. It's I'll I'll just uh, it, it, I think it, it's like a pattern break, which I believe comes from the world of you know NLP and Darren Brown and so on.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, it's something that I would normally never do. And I just did it once, where I, was, you know, I was like, oh, Alexis, you know, you haven't, you, you haven't done anything productive this morning.
1: Mm.
0: And then, and then, just a brief conversation that that just helps I mean, me you to remind myself to yourself as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that anyway, is the mad bit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's less conversational than that, but it, it's 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 more of a a reminder of getting me back to the goal and getting mm. me back to why. Why do I do anything? You know, why don't I just go and sit outside? Mm. Um, you know, if I've been sat on my desk basically doing nothing, then that need that needs you know li- like you would with an. I, I suppose it's almost like I'm replacing an, my employer. Um, it's like as an employee. If if that got spotted by an employee and they're like, "Come on, John, what have you done?" You mm. know, they'd they, they'd talk about it, but they'd they coach you back into it. They'd remind you of why you're doing what you're doing, and hopefully it'll help you to break down the tasks and. Therefore, commit to it, and, and that helps me. And I recommit to it and do it. It's a yeah. little bit like being, you know, being being your own boss. Yes.
3: Um,
0: if I don't catch it, and I get to the end of the day, and it and it sucks, um, then it's my wife, my wife and my son. When they turn up, uh, I realise that it doesn't really matter,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and that I can spend time with them. Um, if it's a really bad day, uh, then I probably just need to watch comedy and not think about anything and talk about anything for a bit uh, but otherwise just spending time with them talking to them uh, yeah. overcomes most of that I think yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's probably the key takeaway from from this this is is probably rather than try and focus on a particular part of your life to succeed in like business or fitness or whatever at a time you do need to paint that vis- that visualization of what what you what you'd like your day to be um and then try and live it as closely as you can mm-hmm. and try and remember that there are some things that are just really important to you and as long as they happen it, it kind of nothing else kind of matters and yeah. know, time with time with family is probably top <laughs> of the list
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: and yeah so I, I think that that helps
1: brilliant Thank you. I'm glad I did ask that. I don't know why I didn't before, but uh, we've got a different order for this uh, for this podcast. But there there we go. So thank you, Alexis. Really appreciate it. So many resources in in that interview. So uh, I've got my work cut out now trying to find links to them all.
3: (laughs) I really appreciate
1: you sharing all that geekiness, which I don't think is geekiness. I think it will sound brilliant. (laughs)
0: Uh, good. Well, I'll I'll go and compile a reading list of uh, of those books plus a couple of others that uh, I perhaps alluded to but didn't mention by name, and uh, get those over to you as well.
1: That would be brilliant. Thank you. Really helpful.
0: You're welcome. Joe's Gems.
1: This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview, the stuff that I really liked, and the apps, books, music, tips, and tools that were shared. This is for you if you heard something that you want to check out but you couldn't write it down at the time. Hopefully I've got you covered. And this is the bit for the really time-pressed. You can just listen here and get the gems from the interview, but of course I wouldn't suggest you do that and miss out on the great conversation that I had with Alexis. Of course all this information is available on the show notes on the website at powertolivemore.com forward slash six. So we talked about the iThoughts app, which is a mind mapping application Alexis said, it's probably the best app and most powerful app that I use, and it's the one I'm asked about most often when I'm at conferences because I take all my notes into iThoughts. My Fitness Pal is the app to track fitness and food, uh, tracking things like meals, calories and exercise. Alexis talked about using the WordPress app for blogging straight into your blog from your phone or your tablet And he talked about Intercom, which is a platform that he uses in one of his businesses to communicate with his customers. He said, I have an application called Intercom, which is used by my software business for one of our support tech teams. So I can keep an eye on what conversations people are having. And like me, he uses Buffer for scheduling his tweets. Some of the other resources we talked about were people that Alexis admires. So that was people like Richard Branson and Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Alexis recommended quite a few books. One of the ones that we talk about a lot uh, when we get together for our conversations is Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which essentially sets out six activities for you to do every morning that sort of set you up for the day. We mentioned a couple of times Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. We talked also about Live It by Jarek Robbins, who is Tony Robbins' son. Alexis says, in the book it says to identify your perfect day, because the more you bring that to life in your head, the closer you'll get to actually achieving it in your life. And another book was How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton M. Christensen. And one of the things he highlights is that he went to a very reputable university and as he went to reunions, he saw that initially people were extremely successful, but after about the fourth decade of those reunions, suddenly some of them were on their own, they'd lost their relationships, some were in prison, some had lost everything, some had committed suicide and and so on. And he was reflecting on the fact that intelligence doesn't prevent that happening. And the problem is we tend to get our goals wrong and we tend to prioritise a particular thing you know at the end of the rainbow the dreams will come true um, and Alexis was saying that he thinks actually you have to start living the dream now not thinking that something will happen in 10, 20, 30 years time uh, because you know it's it's probably too late by that time. Some of the tips that Alexis shared firstly was about eat the frog which Brian Tracy talked about which was doing the worst thing you need to get done on a day in the morning so that's out of the way presumably after doing your, your um uh, miracle morning <laughs> um, and he said he's got it as part of his visioning in the morning that he makes sure that he's gone to bed before 11 in the evening and from Think and Go Rich he talked about having invented a council of people who he'd most like as coaches um, alive or dead um, that that you know enough about perhaps by reading autobiographies of them or knowing them through whatever means so that you can sort of see yourself getting advice from those people. So, so through their lens, which I thought was quite a a nice way of um, sort of self coaching, if you like. He talks about using the question, what could I meaningfully do today, this week, this month to achieve something? So using it for sort of short and long term means to ensure that work is meaningful and taking you to wherever you plan to be rather than just being busy on that day. He talked about relative prioritisation being really important, so what is most important at any given time, and using time blocking on your calendar to achieve the tasks and reach goals, and planning and ensuring that the right stuff gets done, so that there's no guilt of not achieving what needs to be done. And then we talked a bit about uh, how he bakes exercise into his life, so it not sort of adding it on as this sort of crazy add-on at the end of the day when uh, you know you're too tired to go or you're going to run in the mornings when you don't want to or you're going to do Tuesdays and Thursdays and then you know you go you do that and you don't see your family so he's actually built it in so that it's part of his sort of working day so that it's not a an add-on that sort of gets in the way of other things so if it's something that's really important that you actually bake that into your system process and and routine to make sure that it happens. And then we talked a bit about if Alexis has had a a really inefficient day or if he's not eaten the frog or not done the exercise or whatever, and if he catches himself, he'll talk to himself out loud. He says it's a bit like a pattern break coming from the world of NLP. So, you know, starting with Alexis, you haven't done anything productive this morning because whatever whatever and, and having that sort of conversation with himself which was you know very revealing for him to to share but also i think you know it's working for him and certainly something that that might be useful to you too and so to contact alexis you can uh, follow him on twitter you can look at his making greatness uh, website with the blog on there or you can email him at alexis@makinggreatness.com at
0: Use your power to live more.
1: If you're interested in keeping in touch and getting my weekly newsletter with my fairly eclectic mix of hints, tips, and and useful apps and tools that you can use in your business and and in your uh, home life, then please go to to powertolivemore.com forward slash subscribe and you'll get access to some great resources to help you in your quest to live more. And don't forget to go to to powertolivemore.com forward slash six to find all the links from the show. And I look forward to speaking to you next time.